1: To
2: throw some shade, Kiki with the gaze. It's time to try. Come, time to try. Come, try that. Hello, hey. Oh, a lovely Sunday morning to you. Welcome to church. This is Drag Her Podcast, the only outlet for uh, drag intel on the whole internet. We're so glad you're joining us. I'll just vamp as some people come in. Hi, Pot. Hi, Effie. Hi, I'm not gagging. <laughs> Maybe at the stench. Um, thank y'all for joining us. We're so excited to talk UK. Um, if you want to listen to last week's episode with Meatball, you can. It's on the pod feed. Um, if you want to support me, go ahead and just fucking Venmo or PayPal me at my name, Mono Agapian. Um, rate us five stars on the, on the podcasts apps, on the apples. Um, and oh, we have really exciting news because for tomorrow's US app, we're going to be joined by the one and only Rachel Bloom. So we're so gagged to have her back to talk US but we don't have time for that right now because we need to talk UK and we need to have our best join us. He's juicy. He's thick. He's a whole lot of man. We are so excited to chat with Big Dipper and he's bringing it to the runway, runway, run, 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 runway. You know, he makes way too many podcasts. He feeds the gay community with his genius. Let's see if we can get him to join. I thought I asked him to join, but maybe I messed it up, you guys. Oh, it worked.
0: Oh my God.
2: (laughs) Hi, Queen.
1: Hi. Just error message on error message every Um, time I tried to click join.
2: I'm so sorry. I mean I blame Instagram, so I don't know why I'm apologizing. The technology. Um, Hi. I'm hi. so glad it worked. I'm yeah, so too. glad it worked. Um, hi, girl. What's up?
1: Not much. Just I. I was watching the live, uh, aggressively trying to join. But yeah, oh. I'm. I'm sitting. I was sitting here reflecting on uh, this season of UK, and I am. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of opinions after this. Episode. Good.
2: <laughs> Good. I'm glad you do because I. I. I both uh some a part of me felt like this was a filler episode but thanks to your intel it'll be we'll have a lot to say do you have anything to say about a horror going home
1: i mean i was bummed because in the beginning i thought after one or two episodes she was sort of like one note and then she really blossomed like totally game was so great it was so great to see her like Really, like, I loved that moment when her and Tia coffee became friends. And then Ahura was like, I'm not just about the visual. I've got substance. Like, I loved that. And so seeing someone, like, grow Mm -hmm. and then get sent home while there are other people in the competition who, from what we can see, are just sort of continuing to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's frustrating to me.
2: Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agree. A uh, horror was raw. We, we, she was taken from us. I don't, you know, it's that thing right. in like the horror movie where like she was murdered. Um, is it good entertainment? Maybe. Um, but you don't want to see, you don't want to see Tate, Tatum get trapped in the doggy door of the garage door and die. Um, unless you realize it's Rose McGowan and she's a turf and she should fuck off. You know, it's... <laughs> But Ahura had a genuine arc, like a genuine, I am sorry, I was an asshole arc. That was really fun.
1: She, I mean, she honestly had the kind of arc that a queen has before they come back to win an all-star season.
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big, incredible, I love her. I would, I would have liked to see her in the top four, um, now that we have a top four. But, you know, these gals are great. You know, we're, we're choosing between great and greater. Of course. Well, any other rogue thoughts? What do you, what do you think about uh, Ginny's walk away from uh, the, from the lip sync?
1: Ginny's walk away is a little frustrating to me. I, mm-hmm. we had Ginny Levin on the podcast that co host with me, Paul. It seconds. was a really
2: fun episode. I've heard it.
1: We had a great time. She's amazing. I, I, there's a little bit, you know, and I'm sure you, you say this constantly on mm-hmm. the show where Hi, it's Vicky. just like, This is about, you know, just being, you know, I don't know. I would never go on the show because I'm not a drag queen. But Mm -hmm. there's a little bit that's frustrating to me. It's like, if you're going to go on the show, like, play the game. Like, do the Mm -hmm. thing. Don't walk away. Like, lip sync in the way that only Ginny Lemon could lip sync.
2: I know. How fun and weird would that have been?
1: And for queens who are like, oh, I sing live. I don't lip sync. Like, all of that
2: mm-hmm well you're so that going we say,
1: you're, you're going on a show where
2: one of the key key mm-hmm. elements of the show is a lip-sync so we do, do sushi on the show, show. Yeah. we do sushi on the show to quote roe Ru- <laughs> rupaul <laughs> I, I make sushi once a year and when i do it's not very good um yeah we don't need that excuse we don't right. need that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I would love to have seen that. But, you know, Ginny, is, she's back in his finale app, so I'm excited to see just a- I mean, any part of her.
1: Right. I'm so grateful she was on television. I love that we get to see that. And I love how boldly they cast her uh, mm-hmm. because they've not put a queen like that on the US version. And so mm-hmm. I think Ginny did open a door for a way more sort of out of the box avant garde queen to mm-hmm. be on a future cast of the, US, of the U.S. season.
2: I agree. I love that. I mean, yeah, U.K. has already have had a few hairy queens mm-hmm. uh, in both seasons. Will we see it on U.S.? Hopefully. Fingles crossed. Fingo crossed. Would <laughs> you? going so to dig- Wait, okay, Dip. So you're not going to do drag, but you should. Um, <laughs> do you have a drag name? Do you have a drag name in your arsenal? Or is, is Big Dipper your drag name?
1: Well, I mean, sure, exactly. Um, no, I don't know. Like, like, okay, so there, there is also this conversation um, swirling uh, because I didn't really pay attention to the weaponizing your BFA tweet.
2: Okay, I saw this tweet, and I... Yes, and I, yes,
1: it was so, so shitty. Right, and, like, the idea behind it being... You don't have a love for drag, but you have all Uh the skills, so you learn how to do drag as a last-ditch effort to put those skills to use, and then go on reality TV.
2: This is the kind of malicious faggotry I did not expect. (laughs) I did not expect it. I think it's so basic to attack a talented queer person for... Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, the meme culture that inspired was very funny. But Oklahoma. for
1: me, I'm like, just because I have the skills to do it doesn't necessarily mean that I would go do down that that mm-hmm. road because I, you know, I was listening to, um, uh, uh, well, we were who were. We, I don't know. I listen to so many people talk about queer things. Totally. All the podcasts. I
2: on get into but mom. Alaska.
1: Alaska of was, media. Right. Exactly. But Alaska was talking about like the feeling of being in drag. And it was possibly mm-hmm. with Nicole on her podcast or on. One oh, of Yeah. Shows. But it was that thing of, like, it's not a fetish, but it is sort of, like, something emotional and spiritual that, like, elevates, like, the being for Alaska. And I realized, like, that to me is, like, what is the line between weaponizing your BFA and actually feeling like you need to do drag, to express yourself. Again, just because you have the skills to do
2: it doesn't necessarily mean. You know what show you need to be on? What? You need to be on Flag Wars. Ooh I mean, fun. how good would you be on slag wars? Probably good what? if they had a dick sucking competition I would win see, that one. I did want it to be dirtier. Like why can't we get it a little dirtier? It was so PG. It was come on. <laughs> Produced by men.com and it was I know. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I um yeah, I would I would I honestly would love to see you in a dick sucking competition. <laughs> And it's like, How do you it's even like, judge it, would, it? Well, it would be it would be weird because it would be hot, but I would also feel like like a proud soccer mom, you know? I'd be like, yes, 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 go, but, go, what, go.
1: What do you judge? What do you judge? It's like they're probably all gonna come. It's a dick getting sucked. Like even like most people. <laughs> no, there's from better. Bad blowjobs.
2: <laughs> there's better blowjobs. There are certain blowjobs I've seen from uh, adult film workers who I'm like, wow you love cock like and, and it's really <laughs> and then
1: other people where you're
2: like wow you're straight yeah <laughs> it's the closed eyes for me but, you know anytime you're like your your eyes are a little too closed you're like you don't love this
1: <laughs> to me it's when when the mouth is literally not doing anything but being open
2: oh like, that's that's
1: good. that's not a blow dump. you've just opened you've just made the space inside your mouth available
2: <sighs> But oh you're not God. actually sucking dick. There's something, yeah. There's definitely a gratitude, you know. There's there's <laughs> a gratitude on a on a good dick sucker's face that he's <laughs> you, clockable. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I guess we should talk about UK. Um, sure. Um, so okay, wait, okay. Do you have any other opinions on the uh, what I'm calling Shangela's revenge, the stand up gate? You know the uh, the the conspiracy behind the stand up thing that happened between Lawrence and Ellie. I truly
1: would like to turn Lawrence into a football and punt him out of the stadium. I do not understand. It's not even an interesting story. It's just yeah. annoying, and you you look and sound butthurt. And yeah. you're 23 years old and acting like a 75-year-old who who had decades of doing something a certain way and one person changed it and now you're being like old and grumpy. Like, I I honestly, I have no idea why they, they yeah. kept that conversation going. There, I would rather just have been more like tearful letters from their mothers uh-huh. than Lawrence being upset yet again. There, there are yeah. only four people in the show. The mm-hmm. reason the show was awkward was because of COVID. Because there was mm-hmm. no audience.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I order agree. Was,
1: the show order was so yeah. low well, we, on the list of things that caused someone to go home.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Laura, and especially Lawrence. she's so talented. And it's just like let it go. You, You are talented. RuPaul literally is like RuPaul is like treating you like Regina George. You know what I mean. RuPaul is like, so what are you, what are you doing later? Like, what are you doing yeah. this weekend? <laughs> like, um, I honestly,
1: I feel like Bimini Bombulash won the entire season uh-huh. by her reaction to Ellie doing that order, which was <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: it's was shady, like, but play the game. I'm gonna be funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we were all like, "Oh, you're a grown adult who doesn't care about dumb shit." We love totally, you, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see this finale. Um, I'm excited to see how this turns out. Okay, let's see what else happens. I think they're counting badges. Pop I it. see this. Can I Go can ahead. I read a comment that I see here? I would love that. Yes. Okay,
1: this is from that gay rugger who is uh, Devin, who's a professional oh. out gay. Oh, sports very athlete. sexy. I
2: love that gay rugger
1: and says Lawrence been struggling to focus on themselves and not the competition since the lockdown break and i agree i feel like when Lawrence came back they were mm-hmm. so like scrambled in their brain from the 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 break mm-hmm. and it, i think it's really affected like yeah like their performance in the show
2: isn't that interesting cuz are all of her wins from
1: pre covid or is kind one of, of, them. of and of. you know who and you know who came
2: back a fucking powerhouse is bimini bimini so bimini was doing something she was she was that girl who was like well i actually just went to a Ala- uh, i went to like hawaii for like four <laughs> weeks and i like no. re-centered myself and i'm better for it
1: <laughs> bimini is the girl who when she says like I need self-care and, like, takes a bubble bath and actually relaxes. <laughs> it's good for her. And Lawrence is the girl who's like, I need self-care and just spirals in
2: anxiety that they're not doing anything while they're taking a bath. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, like, when you put on a mask and you're just like, feel good, feel good, feel good. <laughs> feel good, you guys, feel good. Feel good. I get that. I don't get baths myself. I don't, I don't, I can't do it. Not I'm too me. dirty. <laughs> it's too, the water gets filthy immediately and then what am I going to do? I love it. Okay, what do you think about the puppets? Right, we have puppets, our this tradition. Sure. Um because everyone loves puppets and do they? Uh, do wow, oh, do they? I I mean, I feel I did like want more from everyone. More meaning. Y- yeah, I don't know. I feel like puppets work sometimes but
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I like did, did they have the same relationship to puppets in the UK that we do here? I know that sounds like a dumb question, but honestly, sort Good of af- after the puppets, every mm-hmm. joke went over my head in
2: mm-hmm. this episode.
1: It was so UK focused,
2: so then I was sort of like
1: maybe the puppet thing also didn't really translate.
2: Yes, I I know what you mean. Like the definitely the rest of the episode I was like like whew, all over me the, who the fuck is mickey mm-hmm. god bless this natalie cassidy but i don't know who you are right um yeah um but yeah the puppets was i just wanted more reading more shit talking they're all so charming so even when they weren't like doing that much i was like this is this is better than watching someone flatline on a puppets you yes. know sometimes yeah, yeah. that happens did uh, like, well. yeah, yeah. They were all just like interesting. So, but I don't know if they were like hilarious. Um, There was a there's a few really uncomfortable puppet performances. I want to say I want to say even like Gigi Good had a weird one, and like Courtney Act had a weird one where she tried to make Darian. She was making fun of Darian Lake. Yeah, and it was just. And she's Australian,
1: right? (laughs) Is that oh oh because of the puppet puppets? She was like, I don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> there are a few things there two things well, well i'm curious who makes the puppets because the puppets when they come out in the non-drag look are always so cute because they're like so modeled, they're like modeled after the interview look so they look mm-hmm. so adorable and they're so cute and well made and then the the other thing is like what is the formula for winning puppets it's not being too conceptual and not yeah, necessarily no. even being that funny. It's just repeat a bunch of stuff that they have said on the show, make sure it's mm-hmm.
2: accurate mm-hmm. and like pull one visual gag. My two favorite puppet performances are both just big roasts, like Chi Chi making fun of Bob. when she's <laughs> like, New York, I like New York. Yes. Joke, 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 joke. That was gaggy. <laughs> And Ben De La Cram making fun of Bianca, when she was like, "Assholes, assholes, New York It's also New York." I think they should all die, baloney. That was and great.
1: Alaska on season five doing the tearaways under the tearaways for Roxy. Very funny.
2: Very funny. I got a but tearaway yeah. underneath my tearaway. Hey, and it's <laughs> and it's, it's, it's because
1: at. because they're not that conceptual because they're literally yes. just. This is what you did last week. Now I'm doing it in puppet form.
2: That's it. That's it. Because that's what puppets are. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you have a favorite puppet, like fucking Cookie Monster, it's not conceptual. It's just me want cookie.
1: Honey, me want cookie every
2: day. You want cocky every day. Wow. (laughs) cocky? Come on. (laughs) I I miss the torrid tales of Big Dipper sex life. I miss it. Are they are they getting freaky deaky or are we still following COVID protocol?
1: We're we're following COVID protocol. It's Good it's, for you. it's dry like the Sahara. Uh, um, over
2: here. Like the Bibi
1: Sahara. Like the BB <laughs> Um but yeah, I don't know. I've definitely been exper- experimenting with um, multiple barriers in different ways.
2: Love that. I'm hearing a lot of positive things from the CDC.
1: Yes. Glory holes, masking, mm-hmm. you know, the, which I love because it's the least intimate way to do any sort of uh, physical <laughs> sex stuff. And I am <laughs> right, on, right on board on that. <laughs> I so, love it. I yeah, thinking, it's, it's a countdown to the vaccine over
2: here. It's a countdown. Good, good, good. Um, and you have you ever? I mean, because you have you have fans who very much enjoy your uh, sexual adventures. Have you ever considered going OnlyFans, Dipper?
1: No, because I'm like too. It's like too. It's like too much work. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, real. like, work in a different way. First of all, first of all, people wanting to see me in a sexual way feels weird to me. I only feel empowered to be, like, you know, like, naked and super sexy in my music and music videos because it's all, like, very specifically curated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing. It's, like, if you were to, like, ask a pop star who, um, you know, is willing, you know, it's like, grease up my body you know, put like a little gold leaf over here and like an illusion, you know, and they're like basically full nude, but you're like, when's the fuck tape coming out? They're like, oh, never. (laughs) It's sort of that vibe for me. And yeah, and and honestly, like I have a lot of friends who make porn and I have a lot of shy friends who make porn, like talking on the phone. You have to like pull conversation out of them just because they're like not talkative and Kind totally of shy. And then I'm like, you have spread your full asshole on the internet uh, and like totally. bounced from dick to dick to dick and like monetize it and proudly share it on your Twitter account. But like when I ask you, like, how's your day going? You just say fine. And I'm like, well, yeah. what happened? Let's be friends. Let's talk about it. I'm so fascinated by that. So I'm very much the opposite. I'm like Yeah, you know, you're like
2: super sexual in body, but
1: not really well, doing also, it on
0: film
2: also the um the uh
1: the uh everyone loves to like film themselves, whether mm-hmm. they're putting it out into the world or not they like want to like watch it back on their phones mm-hmm. and I am always like knocking phones out of people's hands I'm like, what are you doing? Let's just be here what like why do you want to yeah. like be be doing sex but then also like holding a phone to watch it I'm like, what are you doing yeah."
2: You're not there. I agree. That's weird. But having said that, I do want to see the OnlyFans where you're (laughs) sucking a dick and editing an episode of Race Chaser. Because you're just like, you're so busy. You've got to do both. And Race Chaser, I understand, is some sort of podcast that compares racers or some sort of like, it's like a Formula One podcast or something.
1: Uh, It's actually Deep Discussions About Race in America.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. I have Uh, to check it out.
1: Yeah. I have to. It's this okay. interesting thing where they they do it through the lens of reviewing every single episode of Drag Race that has ever been made.
2: Oh my god, yes! <laughs> Another drag race podcast?
1: Yeah, couldn't believe it, uh, huh?
2: Work. Good for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Earning is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Okay, what do you think about BeastEnders? What do you want to say about, or even just the rehearsal process of BeastEnders, all of it?
1: Well, I love I love the, like, Zoom phone call with the actress. What did you say her name was something? Cassidy?
2: Oh, Natalie Cassidy, I believed. So yes. what I
1: loved, the one factoid that I loved the most about that was she said, I started on the show when I was 10 years old. Did you clock that when she
2: said that? No, I missed that.
1: She was like, I started on the show when I was playing a 10-year-old. So maybe she was, like, 12 or 13, but she was like, uh-huh. I was playing a 10-year-old whatever. Uh huh. And then she sort of was like, you know, she said, "I've done this, I've done that, I've gotten into a fight, I've had an affair, I've done, you know all these things in the show." And I love that thing about like soap operas that they've been on the air for twenty five seasons. Mm-hmm. You know that's crazy, they, crazy and so the stories. If you if you choose for that to be your lane, like mm-hmm. I don't that's watch it. Housewives, but I'm curious. Like Lisa Rinna was probably on the soap opera for fifteen years, like. And if yeah. you're a child, you know, say you start when you're 13, it's like, you'll be in your 30s and still on the TV show.
2: Totally. I used to watch Bold and the Beautiful with my mom, and some right. of those people are still on there. It's shocking. and But, I mean, they look really crazy, cause, right? Because everyone's, like, 70 trying to look 45, which, you know, right. God bless them. But the plucking and tuckings you can see on these actors' faces is just wild
1: I just think it would be so wild to play another character I mean okay I have been I was talking to a friend of mine who was in one of my first ever music videos and we shot it in like 2011 so Mm -hmm. like I have been Big Dipper for a decade Mm -hmm. and so it is interesting to be like Imagine playing a character on a TV show, you go in five days a week for, you know, six or eight months out of the year, and you're mm-hmm. acting as so and so and then you're also living your normal life and like the whole nation sees
2: you grow up on TV like that is so wild. It's very weird. It's very weird. That's You have to feel for all child actors.
1: It's do you think that the queens? It's like the same as Anne Hathaway coming into the U.S. version. Was it like the same <laughs> level of celebrities? Involved?
2: Hi, my gay boys. Um, I, I I wonder. I I mean, they seem genuinely excited. Uh, she seemed very funny. Yeah, the Anne Hathaway thing is such a such a funny, 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 funny thing. Um, Wait, I, do you see this?
1: EastEnders what? has no seasons. I it's on. See- Four times yeah. a week, it has no breaks. No breaks. And it's, she's been on the show for 20-plus years.
2: That's so crazy. What do you mean, no seasons? How do you catalog the episodes? Just, just, just numbers. Yeah. Fucking wow. crazy. I think they were excited to see her. Yeah, um, Anne Hathaway to work. Go her. <laughs> Anne Hathaway Go too. Her. You're so shady.
1: <laughs> um but as far as the act like the script of the thing went yeah no idea no idea what was happening <laughs> didn't get a single joke like they were all like this is funny you guys did a great job the joke is this i'm like what is what is i joke?
2: loved the performances i was like these "Sure, are, these are great performances I, yeah, but I know what you mean. They're like, they're clearly reprising a popular, famous scene. Great. But I, yeah, it wasn't like I was, yeah, I wasn't connecting with it.
1: And I, I, I can almost guarantee you the whole UK audience was, like, super into it. But mm-hmm. I just, it didn't land for me as, like, never seeing EastEnders. So I didn't understand
2: Enders Beast. I will say I love that the UK leaves us in the dust. I really do. I love that they're not that worried about entertaining us. They're just like, come along for the ride or don't. You know, it's up to, you know. They did
1: that similarly with Canada.
2: Uh Uh-huh. There were a lot
1: of, like, really heavy Canadian references um, when they did Drag Race Canada, or Canada's Drag Race. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Because they're like, like, you know what, we've been having to deal with uh, people use U.S. terminology and you know, talk about, you know, like I can't even pick out what are the things that people don't know about. I just came across this TikTok of this like young girl who tries American food trends and she's from the UK and she had
2: (laughs) never had ranch before. Okay. Yes. I think I saw this on the internet. And
1: someone like shipped her the ranch and she tried it. She was like, this is very good. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess if they don't have it over there, you would have never had it. You're fucking eighteen years old. You're twenty years old. Whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's real. they don't have peanut butter in Greece. Uh, by okay. the way, so you know what I mean? So just like don't know, didn't have it. So uh, like, I, not that I grew up in Greece, but like when I've been there, I'm like peanut butter. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, <laughs> ma'am. Like,
1: do you have any peanuts you just like mash them <laughs> in a little
2: more oil and, like, no so. yeah. nutella that's they only they only fuck with nutella that's it not a bad thing to fuck with i'll not tell you that thing. yeah this was fun i thought everyone everyone was doing just uh, amazing performances maybe ellie's was like the least amazing but you know they no one did like bad you know except for like dropping lines like a motherfucker
1: Well, okay, let me ask you a couple questions. Talk to me. Tace's character's name was Karen. Uh Uh-huh,
2: and she should have been more of a Karen.
1: Well, and literally her first line is like, I want to speak to the manager. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is what I didn't understand, because if she was emulating a character from EastEnders, that's why she wore the breastplate, that's why, you know, like... So she was probably doing an accurate portrayal of who it was supposed to be. But then in the script, they were leaning into the Karen of it. So, like, <laughs> she could have the big tits and a Karen haircut. You know what I mean? I don't know.
2: I, that didn't, I, like,
1: it didn't matter to me. But when Michelle pointed it out, I was like, yeah, what? Did she really I, miss the I blame book? the
2: writers. Do we is always like blame trying to, It's trying. It's like trying to decode breast world. The fucking craziest acting challenge in Drag Race history. You this this does not make sense. It does not map over. It does not translate. Do not pass go. Do not collect this week's maxi challenge. It's it's a mess. So I don't think yeah.
1: When the writing is like that, you literally you just have to make your success on your own. Yeah, just when the camera hits, you go
2: ah. That's it. What that's it. (laughs) What
1: about Michelle's directing
2: hair? Can we talk about it? The high I pony with the wisps it. of gray. It was so good. Every version of her black and gray hair is so fierce. I love it. I love Manila it. Manila
1: is just quaking.
2: <laughs> um, you. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think this was fun. Now, should we talk about the next mystery in this episode? The Panto Dames? Y- uh, yes. What do you know about Panto? Nothing. I refuse to educate myself because I am American, American.
1: (laughs) Yes. Good.
2: Um, What do you know?
1: I spent a little time living in London when I was in college. And so I went to see a couple Pantos. And so I don't have a strong enough reference point to list, like, these are all the, um, you know, characters, like, But, you know, there's, like, a villain, and a this one, and a dumb one, and a clown, and, like, they're all over-exaggerated, and they, they happen annually, and there are different types for different regions, and they retell stories that we all sort of, like, know. I honestly think the panto I saw was Aladdin. Really? Yeah, and it's, like, they're, like, children's stories, but then there's, like, body humor mixed in there, and it's all really over the top hugely dramatic and obviously there are like all of those sight gags where it's like with, uh-huh. when they both you know both lawrence and bimini like flipped up their skirt to reveal a message right their, like,
0: bloomers
1: or whatever
2: just thank um, you get gay ruggers confirming and hi lauren
0: right um
2: yes oh, interesting I, yeah look at that um, it's a, look a little look at bit like commedia dell'arte so it's a, li- a little bit like that
1: Right. Where it's like the okay. person, you know, and it's like a lot of stuff doesn't fully make sense in a linear way where like, you know, the person will be running or whatever and they'll we'll trip and they'll fall and it'll reveal, you know, it's behind you or they're behind you and the person will see. It. And it's like none of that is real, but it's this over. And there's a huge... Um, there's a huge audience participation. I forget what they did on the show, but it was like, Rue was like, are you ready? And the judges panel was like, no, we're not. And she was like, yes, you are. And they were like, no. There's a lot of like, where the villain, you know, the evil character will be like, should I uh-huh. go get them? And the, the whole audience like boos or says like, no. Mm-hmm. They're like kids shows, super over the top and always a drag queen.
2: Okay, interesting. Okay. okay, so so and also, who the fuck is Mickey? Who the fuck is Mickey? Who so my, the fuck is Mickey? What is your guess? I'm guessing it's a character from EastEnders named Mickey. Or yes, I assume, <laughs> and I assume the original
1: plan was to have a person there to be in the in the skit. And then Mm -hmm. due to COVID, they didn't. But I didn't understand why they didn't just, like, book another guest judge or have Alan Carr there. Like, it kind of felt shitty to have a mannequin on the judge's table.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Especially, Especially after, correct me if I'm wrong, they filmed the first half of UK stopped for lockdown, came to the States, filmed 13, then went back to the UK? That's,
2: yeah, I think that's 100% correct.
1: So they spent all this time filming 13 and understanding COVID safety, and mm-hmm. they had Jennifer Saunders on last
2: week. It's like, why didn't they just bring a human? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. I don't know either. It's fucking crazy. I, I get it. Maybe they're just trying to be safe. They're like, "Can we have fun with this? We'll pretend the the thing is talking." But you know, Mickey is not uh, does not an Ornisha make you know, and Ooh. so <laughs> who do you think did Mickey's voice? Oh my god, I, I don't know. I, don't I have know. another theory that he
1: was the actor playing Mickey, but he had um, just undergone a facelift. And so he didn't want to be seen <laughs> on camera. And so they said, we'll use your voice. We'll keep you on the show, but we'll use a mannequin and play it off like it's for COVID safety. That's my uh-huh. opinion.
2: Okay. And huh. I agree with you. <laughs> I. I'll buy that. <coughs> Bye. Thank you. I'll buy that. And I love what Gay Rugger is saying. Let Raven be on the panel.
1: No, you know, Rue's rule. No other drag queens can be on the judging panel. <laughs> I didn't know that was a hard and fast rule. Makes Show me sense. where a drag queen has been on the panel.
2: You're right. You're 100% right. My god. Yeah, there you go. It's never gonna happen. Okay, should we chirp and birth the looks? Yes. Really quick, really quick. Let's talk about these Panto dames. Uh, love what is wearing. Disco ho, give... That's great. Lawrence giving us this sewing machine, pin cushion, Cinderella style panto dame if, for, for me what do you think is that a trip or a burp
1: i think it's a trip i loved it i loved the like i loved the multiple elements of it but it was still very like appealing mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: uh to comp- i know we're not there yet but like comparing it to ellie's look which also looked like a panto look, Lawrence's looks like a drag panto look, and so I really uh-huh. like that. The oversized elements, it was so clever to have the the measuring tape on the waist measure the yeah. sewing machine on the head you're like what's going on but then she bent over so easily and you're like that's a hollowed out sewing machine like yeah i didn't even think about that it was all very successful to me again i have no right to judge any of this i didn't live for her makeup i feel like i've seen her her paint like a lot like um bolder there was something like very thin to everything that she did which felt sort of weird to me but I agree. overall it was like thumbs up
2: Totally. Totally. It's a chirp for me. It was incredible. And I think you're just right. Like the, the face makeup was great, but like I've seen it even better. So yes. I was like, oh, okay. I can um, Yeah, it's a chirp. It's a chirp. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Tace giving us this Tinkerbell moment. Make it Naomi Campbell. Foxtails. Panto. Twiggy fairy thing.
1: Chirp down. I mean, Tace is so pretty.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. pretty. So pretty yeah so pretty can you believe she feels weird about being stunningly gorgeous can you it's believe that wild. <laughs> yeah. do you mean do you mean out of drag I guess so you know the storyline of her feeling like oh I think I'm weird I must be bad because I'm single We're like what look at you well
1: I I think I was re- I forget who I was telling I was retelling the like I went on one date and got chlamydia and gonorrhea, Tase's, the taste Mm -hmm. story. Uh (laughs) Colon,
2: the taste story. The taste story.
1: (laughs) I was telling it to someone who, like, you know, didn't watch the show so they wouldn't understand the reference. And I was sort of... And they were like, oh, that's kind of rough. But, you know, you just pop a pill and get over that. And I was like, yeah, but not when you're 18 and it's the first time you've had sex. Yeah. And I can understand how a debt like. Like, that could have an effect on you for a decade. And uh-huh. I could understand how if you get wrapped up in your drag persona and your drag career, it's actually really easy to make excuses to not try to date when mm-hmm. your job is doing drag and drag is happening in social spaces. So you don't socialize. You're at work. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to sort of step back and go like, oh, no, like, I, I, I you know, I got to get my beauty rest. I got to go here. I can't. They're not interested in me. They're interested in the fantasy and the model. I've got i wearing a costume. So I get it. I sort of get how we got to where we are now with taste. But I think things are going to change after she's been on TV. I think she's going to realize that a lot of people want a taste of taste.
2: <laughs> That's incredible. Tasty, tasty, tasty! I love that. I agree. I agree, and it's it's a chirp. It's great. There's it's great. There's nothing bad about this. The hair is done. Everything great.
1: Right, and I think the criticism came from our lack of understanding the Panto reference, because basically they what? said like, "Is it Panto?" So mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. And honestly, and what I can say is, um, as uh, someone who doesn't know. In any way, what we're talking about? Yes, it is Panto. Duh! It's ob- it's ob- yeah, it's sickening. No <laughs> Panto boots. <laughs> so uh, next we have, I believe, Bimini giving us weird baby doll with a bell shaped dress. Yes.
1: yes, I, I think this is a chirp, hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I think she delivered it a little weird, but I also like. I don't know that I've ever disliked a look that bimini has created
2: i know weirdly her first look on the runway was the only one that was weird and i
1: loved the first look on the runway. yeah mullet in the boots and the butt tape like that is me. like that's the kind (laughs) of queen i want to see so i have never disliked what bimini has presented visually so Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed this there was something about it where I sort of wish she had sold it as really as a gir- like a girly girl and like a like a like a little girl and then the surprise mm-hmm. would have been something and then she could have stomped off but she's mm-hmm. a fucking star she's amazing.
2: Yeah, she's a star, she's amazing. Um uh, yeah, I loved it. I wanted one other stupid thing. I maybe wanted her hair to be stupider or bigger, but like it was great and it probably fully fits the prompt and I don't get it so chirp (laughs) so chirp so chirp on that so So chirp chirp. ellie giving us this uh she's giving us a royal card queen i uh i love that she looks like a fucking card i do love this look this is my this is my favorite look she's ever done i'll say that um i really like it the colors the stunningness the fun goofiness of the makeup but it still looks really really lovely I
1: feel, okay, so the two things about this that made me not like it were her hair, Mm -hmm. the hairline in relation to the makeup color. It felt really like, do you remember Lego characters and how they had wigs or hats Uh that you could just lift off? Right, it was right here. It was like, uh uh-huh. To me, the hairline felt like that. And then she, you know, in her narration, she was like, I'm in the biggest poodle like po- or or like hoop skirt. I mm-hmm. love the shape of it, but do you remember when Katya did a hoop skirt on all stars two
2: yeah, like that that, bustle, big, that
1: bulbous. yeah,
2: I think it was the last runway,
1: yeah, uh-huh to me, I'm like that's where we need to go with it rather than. Because there was so, it felt like an in-between hoop. And because mm. it almost looked empty underneath, you could kind of see underneath it. There was a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah And so there was something about like the break on the wig line and the break on the thing that just made it look like it didn't fit her right. And when you mm-hmm. like looked at her lined up with the others, I really agreed with Bram Norton. I was sort of like, this is the moment for Ellie Diamond to be like, Diva, you've been giving us camp every time on the runway. Go uh-huh. off and give us camp,
0: and mm-hmm. it just
1: felt a little. It just Safe when camp? lined up with the others, it just felt a little off. But you, you know, they talk about stoning things, honey. Mm-hmm. When a when a garment is stoned at every inch of it, it just looks pretty.
2: It does just look pretty. <laughs> it does look pretty. I, I think these are a hundred percent. Yeah, I think the also the silhouette is similar to stuff she's worn before, but I it still for me was pretty enough. It was it was pretty, so I was like, this is for me. It's still a chirp. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I will burp it. Burp it. Fun. Yeah. Oh, our
2: first burp. I burp love it. it. Chirp burp. it. Burp. Burp it. it. Twist it. it. Yeah. yeah. Suck it. Thank Fuck you. It. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Not much else happened. There's some shade in the untucked lounges. You know, Tase is sick of lip syncing. Um, Ellie is a little bit blaming Lawrence for her critiques, which is like, She girl, wasn't.
1: She wasn't. And Lawrence said, when Lawrence said that, I was like, Lawrence, you have a <laughs> twisted sense of reality. <laughs> when Lawrence said to Ellie you are blaming me for your bad critiques. No, <laughs> that is not what Ellie said. <laughs> Ellie said, I me. fucked up a little bit because you fucked up. It threw me off. Uh-huh. That's a very
2: different thing than saying- But I still disagree. I, I still Stuart. disagree with her being able to say that, but yes.
1: Yes. But, but we've all been there. We've all been there when, when here's, the, here's the difference. Ellie is not a seasoned improviser Ellie has not Mm -hmm. acted in a lot of scripts so like if your scene partner fucks up your line Mono you're gonna be able to go great I'll bring us another way to get to the thing that we need you'll be able to improvise around that Ellie is waiting Ellie is probably waiting for the last word of Lawrence's line in order to say her next line you know and so she's she's going what you didn't say fork fork is my keyword what am I going to do now (laughs) (laughs) So I understand. But that really pissed me off because Lawrence was like, you're blaming me for your bad critiques. I'm like, that's not what she's saying. She's saying she fucked up and you helped get her to that fucked up spot. Yeah. To me, it's different. And to me, Lawrence like really needs to look in the mirror and not look
2: around the room work. I mean, you're right. She really does. She really needs to just keep her eyes on her own paper. It's just like... like, The fact that
1: her response was not, I know. What was I doing? I couldn't remember a single line. That was so crazy. We all saw me ask Michelle for a line a hundred times in a row. But her response was, no, Ellie. You have to own up to your own shit. I'm like, Lawrence, you have
2: to own up to your own shit. I love Lawrence. I And... I, I agree. I 100% agree. It's, she has a little bit of entitlement to, like, the top 100%. three or top four, which is, like, I wish there was just a drop less of that because I like her so much that I'm like, oh, calm down. You know Don't.
1: what? You know what's happening? It's the Roxy Andrews. Like, uh-huh. Story, where it's, like, it some is. of this incredible and amazing, and then once <laughs> it gets down to, like, five or four girls left, they start being it. a little more cutthroat, and then all the mm-hmm. fans are going... Ooh, you're kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm drag is not. A, g-
2: right, drag what? is not a joke to me. Drag is not funny to me. You make fun of drag. <laughs> you are trying to do
1: comedy and humor inside of this beautiful, very serious art form that is about human hair wigs, highlighter, Sierovsky crystals, and female illusion. Um, I'm rooting for the London babes,
2: girl. London Babes. Yeah, I'm um I am I'm excited to see which one of these London babes takes it. Um I do God, you know, so who do you think is gonna okay, let's we'll talk about the lip sync and then I'll ask you who do you think is gonna absolutely win? You clearly want it to be either Tace or Bims. Correct. Um lip sync. Last thing on my mind, live for this era of crazy spastic, shitty clubhouse music. Oh, I live for loved it. Loved the song.
1: Loved the song.
2: Crazy. God. What do you think? I mean, I mean this is obviously a double Shantae. I'm
1: is saying
2: they double Shantae. What do you think?
1: Yes, Taste is incredible, fantastic, mm-hmm. a great lip sync artist, can emote, can dance, can move. Ellie, to me, that was a chop. She should have gone home. Mm. And I don't know why they kept the top four. I think it's something they're doing now uh This is what I wanted to talk about. This is what I was thinking about right before we got on the call. Mm-hmm. We, as Drag Race fans, when the show first started, we were like, "Fucking cutthroat, do it, chop one by one." It's an mm-hmm. eight episode season. Let's get yeah. to the right. Yeah. Then after the show got super popular, season four, season five, it yeah. started to feel like, no, we want to get to know the girls a little more. Let's have a little mm-hmm. more compassion. Especially because I say this every time I talk about Drag Race. Drag Race is such a unique competition reality show because so many other shows you never see the real world fallout.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who yeah. do, do we remember a single winner of Fear Factor? Like what no. Like, no, it's an isolated incident on TV, but Drag Race, there's an entire economy. Uh, of artists, there's entertainment, there's tours. These people go on to do like so. There's Drag so race much more extended more. universe. It has in, become yes. the new and Marvel. there's so much more investment, right, in these mm-hmm. people. So in those middle seasons, we were so thrilled that Eureka got to come back after her knee injury. You Not know there. what I mean. We were so yeah. thrilled when there was like a last ditch double chante, and if mm-hmm. this wasn't a, a, an extended season, we would have loved that Candy stuck around. And as viewers, you know, for the US version, and as viewers, we do because Candy is great TV and Simone is incredible in the show, and it's like mm-hmm. we we don't want those girls to go home. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now with everything being so over, like saturated, like all of the new, uh, uh series being launched, Canada and Holland and down under and Spain and everything, girl, we got to
2: start cutting these hoes loose. (laughs) Girl, you got to go. It's last call at the bar. You know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Bye.
1: Right. And so, you know, some people can argue there's like the Scarlet Bobo of it all where like she didn't win a single compet like single challenge and then slayed in the finale and easily mm-hmm. could have
2: taken the crown. Yes, she did depend unbel yeah, maybe best one of the best finale performances ever, yes.
1: But I'm like, why does it need to be a top four?
2: I don't know. I know that's why I was like, are they doing a top four that's gonna be like a little lip sync battle? A little a little and I was like, cause that would be fun. Obviously it's COVID, but you can do a lip sync for the crown on, in the studio. Why the fuck not? Yeah, uh, but that's not it. Apparently, it's a it's a classic choreo, track right? Finale. I also
1: really disliked Ellie's style of lip syncing because you mean doing
2: every drag queen move that's ever existed,
1: but poorly and without any authenticity. Oh, fuck, like that, that is
2: so <laughs> shady. But it's like. She
1: clearly learned drag from Drag Race, and she clearly learned drag from the internet, because as she talks about being in Dundee, and I think that's incredible because that is what the point of Drag Race being the smash Mm -hmm. success that it is, is that we can spread queer artistry around the world. So we love that. But then getting up to lip sync and thinking your version of a hand performance, your attempt at a duck walk, and that you those. you like the windshield wiper? Well, I preferred the windshield wiper and the attempted cartwheel into a dip than the, the like walkers. very, very poorly uh, emulated ballroom moves, like which weren't anything. It was like bouncing on the ground and then like a flailing hand moment. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, there's yeah, the missing you are piece. You 100% right. The there's the missing piece trot. of understanding the queer history related to what those things mean for performance.
2: Yeah, you're 100% right. You're, there's something strange happening in the Drag Race universe. We love to see more Drag Race, but we're getting so much. And you're right that they're they're treating it kind of like EastEnders now, and they, these seasons will not end. They will go on forever because there's just like this, like, yeah, now it's more like a. It's almost more sitcom-y than it was well, before.
1: And I'm curious to see. I want to see next week. Did it? Is there something that happens next week with the structure of that final performance? That it's a mm. four part structure. Like that,
2: they. Some need people are saying so in people? the comments. Hmm. Tom say? is saying. Tom is saying oh. eight bars. If there's four chunks of eight bars, that's that's the song. Exactly.
1: And maybe from the beginning in production, they were always gonna do four. Mm -hmm. But they told the girls it was gonna be top three to get that, um, you know, crying moment from Ellie when she said she's an ugly crier. So listen, if this is their scheme, they pulled it off. You know, we were expecting a top three and it is a top four. But as a viewer... I find it totally fishing. if it had been like taste and Bimini and a double Chanté mm. and then one of them goes to win the crown, I would have been like, go off.
2: Yeah. Which that again, would have been yeah. less surprising though. Cause you're like, we're not, we're dead. Well, I guess you're right. We're definitely not getting made of Bimini. Come on. let's Come on. But I'm Right,
1: taste. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like I think taste. Absolutely deserves to be in the top, and I would be happy to see her win the crown. I am Team Bentley, but I would love for Taste to win the crown too. Um, and and people also go like, oh, well, she lip synced three times and won. Yeah, she lip synced three times and won.
2: And won. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I agree. She's she's gaggy. She deserves to be there. If you can. If you can, like, escape death Final Destination style that many times, we all know you deserve to be alive at the end of the movie.
1: <laughs> right. And th- listen, p- the other thing people, and this, this is another frustrating thing that I think about Drag Race, which, like, is, is two-sided. Because one, I'm like, well, Ellie doesn't have any root Peter badges, so she needs to hit the door. But then the second, the, the alternative side of it is the competition is the competition as mm-hmm. a whole. So mm-hmm. if you make it to the end of that competition, either by being a sickening lip sync assassin, uh, winning a bunch of mini challenges, and then stacking the strategy in your order and being safe the whole time, or actually just winning a challenge, it doesn't matter how you get to the end. You know what I mean? Like, I'm also a firm believer in that.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. Like, you know, Sasha Velour did it and she gave us the best finale in Drag Race Herstory. Sure. And it was just like, sorry, you won. If the assignment is win the last episode, you did that.
1: Correct. The assignment is not let's let's tell your score sheets. It's Mm -hmm. not it's different than a pageant in that way. It's not about the final score. It's about what who makes it the farthest.
2: Very survivor. And I want to also say as long as we're talking about double Shantae's, I'm going to say the worst double Shantae in the history of the show is when Cynthia Lee Fontaine and Pheromone stay singing wow. that horrible megan trainer song um and then you know we get we have to say goodbye to eureka for the first time that was that's the worst lip sync in drag race history
1: i i i still stand the first double
2: sachet, the double elimination, which I believe
1: was Vivian Panay
2: and Honey Mahogany. Yes, you're giving Britney and you take a diarrhea on stage. You have to go home. Mr. Paul was like,
1: you know what What we're going to do tonight is uh, goodbye, goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. With that happened, I remember my heart sort of being like, Oh, they can do anything they want. Like, I didn't sort of know beforehand that they could do that. Right? <sighs>
2: yeah. Uh, okay, Dipper, thank you so much for gagging along with us. What can we promote? How, how can we support you oh. uh, in in these strange times? Well, um, so I
1: co-host the podcast called Sloppy Seconds uh, with oh. my friend and drag star Meatball. And we have episodes every Tuesday and uh, Friday. And so you can mm-hmm. check that out. And then I'm on Instagram right here at Big Dipper Jelly, also Big Dipper Jelly on Twitter. And in my evening life, I make music and music videos. So you can watch my music videos on YouTube uh-huh. um, and stream my music anywhere you get music. And if you um, appreciate the way I make things but don't necessarily want to interact with me, you can <laughs> check out the podcasts that I produce, which are Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem. And on <laughs> our network, we also have The Chop with Latrice Manila. Very that, Which, which is a cooking. A
2: That's about cooking, right? The Chop, the chop is
1: a, a cooking show where they okay, don't great. at all review Drag Race UK.
2: <laughs> How could uh, they? And
1: is that uh possible. We have a very fun spring lineup <gasps> we're going to announce soon on the Ooh,
2: well, I love I love it. I love everything about mom. I love I absolutely love every podcast you're involved with. I uh thank you for truly being a part of the queer tech renaissance. Honey. You are I got you're plugs.
1: I got plugs and technology surrounding me right here. So yes, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me on. This was oh, so fun. You're this the is best. Cool that you stream this on uh, Instagram. This is a fun way to do yeah, it. Yeah,
2: it's fun, and then it'll be on the pod feed next week. Um, so check that out. Meatballs app is on the pod feed now. Um, yeah, check it out. Um, thank you so much. If you like this, go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts interact with us here on the Instagram and we'll see you next week when we have a UK winner.
1: Oh my god.
2: So soon. So soon. So soon. Ugh, so crazy. Well, Big Dipper, well, um, you, you're the best. Likewise. Have, have a good weekend. Soon. Planning stay. on it. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. To throw some shade Kiki with the gaze It's time to drive